All right, DB here for a spontaneous Live Golf discussion, talking about the latest news with Live getting Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, HV3, Cam Tringali, Honorbon Lahiri, and Mark Leishman ahead of the Boston event. Uh, obviously, I've been out, been on vacation, good time. We're taking our, our, our precious time, these few weeks off that we get between the end of the PGA Tour season and the new season. But wanted to hop on and talk about a few things. I did this live with some viewers on YouTube. I did a couple screen shares, just scrolling Twitter as well, looking at some of the responses, uh, triggering some conversations from, you know, people in the Twitterverse. So if you're listening to this, it, you'll, you'll probably feel like you're missing something, but you're really not. Most of the audio is what you need, and the discussion is interesting. Uh, we also took some live chat stuff and uh, took some questions about Liv and the state of the PGA and all that kind of stuff. So... Uh, it was a good co- good conversation. We'll get into it. Please consider joining the Nut Hut and checking out our Discord community. Uh, I know it's football season, but we've got a ton of sharp people that love football, fantasy football, DFS football, betting on football. We're going to have football live chats and content and shows all throughout the season. So if that's what you're into, it's not a, uh, it, you know, don't be deterred in the Nut Hut. It's there. The link is in the description below. Check it out. And for just $10 a month, join one of the best communities in the golf world in the sports betting dfs world right there on discord come see us it's uh it may look intimidating but discord's really easy to use so promise you you won't regret it check it out and let's get to it what's going on golf addicts db here and boy oh boy what a tuesday is it tuesday i don't even know if it's tuesday i've been on vacation the tour championship you know uh it sucks. Okay, the format sucks. Everything sucks about it. We don't love it. We did content on it last last year. It was tough. Um, and when we get so little breaks during the golf season, it's nice to have a refresher. So uh, I went to Puerto Rico. My wife and I went to Puerto Rico to celebrate our 15-year wedding anniversary. It was a great time. We had a great time. It was a lot of fun, and I'm glad to be back. Um, but, you know, I'm not glad to get back and see necessarily you know some of the names that have jumped ship and gone to live and honestly it's not necessarily because i'm a total anti-live guy because i i do think there's some redeeming factors about this whole thing um but there are also some really stinky factors about this whole thing i I guess though i just hate to see the, the best golfers in the world fragmented uh as a fan so so here's what you got to understand if you watch this i am not going to get into all the the other stuff we could get wrapped up in about live. So I'm going to put on my, my golf fan hat here in this conversation. This is strictly, we're talking this, we're, we're a golf content company. So we're talking golf content and we're talking, you know, we're talking what it means as a fan, what it means for people who love golf content. And I want to have a live discussion with some of the listeners in the chat. And then I had a new idea. I thought, what if I just scroll my Twitter feed live on the show live here and let's read some of the tweets that are out there, react to them, talk about it. Because, I mean, our Twitter feed is full of takes on both sides from the Live Golf you know, situation, the PGA Tour. Uh, and you can just get an inside look at who's on our Twitter feed, uh, who we follow and why we get this, some of the shit we, we get. So if you're in the chat and you have questions, you have comments about this, I want to bring, bring your chat up on the screen. I want to talk about it. This is maybe a therapy session. You know, that's kind of what, what it is. Because I... I I am disappointed to see Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, and Harold Varner go. Those are the three that disappoint me the most. Now, am I a Catalina Tringali guy? I kind of am. I mean, I drafted that dude in the Pat Mayo season-long contest. Can you imagine 
what an idiot I was at that point in January of 2022. Like, what was I thinking? It's unbelievable. But I don't care that he left. I don't care that Mark Leishman left. I don't even remember who the sixth guy is. Who's the sixth guy? Who am I missing? Talk to me. Talk to me. Talk to me. But obviously we knew Cam Smith was coming, right? But just to see it like go, happen, and again, it's not because I'm a total live hater. Like I, I'm really not. I, th- I think there's some parts of their structure that I'm interested in. Oh yeah, Lahiri. See, like how forgettable. Thank you, Crazy Marcus. How forgettable. Couldn't care less. Um, so it's not that I'm a live hater. I just hate the fragmentation. I hate that this may mean that for however long, it could be a year, two years, indefinitely. However long, we will not see Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, HV3 play in some of the strongest fields, some of the best tournaments that I love to watch year in and year, you know, year in and year out. And who knows in terms of the majors what that may mean for a guy like Harold Varner. Um, obviously, we just had HV on the show. I want to talk about this. Alex is in the chat. Thank you, Alex. He says, Varner, I'm gutted about. I thought he was going to stay after the podcast. Let me be honest. All right, so, so this is live. This is live. I love HV3. I really do. I love the guy. I know, th- I know this. HV3 is a good guy. He's doing good things for his family. He's doing good things for his community. Uh, we have known HV3 since 2018. Um, he has been extremely good to us. Um, I, I just I love the guy. I really do. He's, so, he's such a likable, good dude. And to me, his decision to go to live, doesn't change the way I think about him whatsoever. Like the guy's making the, the decision based on the information he has, and he feels like it's the best decision for him and his family. And I get it. So I'm okay with HV3. I really am. I hate, but I just hate to see the player go over to this to this thing with 48 man field events and three round no cut situations. As it stands now, I just don't. I don't. Enjoy, I don't like that as much. I like it. I'm watching it. There are aspects of it I like. But I, 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 I don't like it as much. And I want to see HV3 play in all the majors. I want to see HV3 play at the Genesis. I want to see HV3 play the Memorial at Jack's Place. I just do because I love, I love the player, and I, I'm familiar with those tournaments, those events, those courses. Um, but, you know, HV3 did, you know, if I think back to our interview with him, there, there was a lot of things he just didn't say, right? Like he didn't necessarily – I was thinking about this today because I saw somebody on Twitter, and we'll get to the Twitter scroll in a minute. Somebody on Twitter posted a, a side-by-side of like an article headline that talked about MJ talking HV3 out of Live Golf, and then he's signing with Live Golf. But you know, even when we talked about a, the, the, the MJ thing, I think if you listen carefully, I don't know, did HV3 ever actually say, hey, yeah, I talked to MJ about it, and he talked me out of it? Did he ever actually say that? Because I, I don't know if he did. Maybe he did. And if he did, you guys can link the article or something. We'll pull it up and look at it. But I, I don't think he ever actually said that. I mean, he got some, he got some guidance from MJ, he got some counsel from MJ. Uh, but, you know, I say this all the time. My wife and I say this all the time. My wife's a high-level executive in her company, a high-level leader in her company, and we say this all the time. She's loyal to her company. She loves her company. But at the end of the day, you know, David Barnett is the CEO of the Barnett household. Kristen Barnett, CEO of Barnett household. Like, you are the CEO, no matter who you work for, no matter what organization you work with, you are in charge of you and your family. So if MJ or freaking, you know, uh, the Dalai Lama or, you know, Tim Tebow tells you to go one way, but ultimately you, you, you don't necessarily, like MJ, Dalai Lama, Tim Tebow, they're not you. 
So, and they're not ultimately in charge of your household, of your family, your life. So I don't know. Maybe MJ, maybe MJ, you know, I mean, producer Sam's in here. Shout out, producer Sam. I miss you, buddy. Producer Sam's in here. He's like, yo, MJ probably just advised him to hold out for a bigger bag. <laughs> yeah, he could have done that. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really don't feel like HV3 ever came out and said, MJ told me I probably shouldn't go. Um, if you're just joining, I'd love to have you, I'd love to have you put a question in the chat, talk about something in the chat. We're gonna keep going down this this rabbit hole. Let's do this. I'm gonna share my screen and I'm just gonna start scrolling the Twitter feed and we'll find some stuff that stops. Now it's gonna be hard for me to see the the Twitter screen and the 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 comments in here. Um so I, I may not know when to stop, but you guys throw some comments in here. I'll check back periodically. Let's just see what what people are talking about on the Tour Junkies Twitter feed right now. Um Joanne's in here. What up, Joanne? Thank you. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, my brother. Hope you had a great week. I did have a great week. You know, great week in Puerto Rico. I, I feel I feel relaxed. All right, let's let's scroll the Twitter thread. Let's see what we got. And this could be a terrible idea. So you, you guys tell me if this sucks or not. All right, here's our Twitter feed. Let's refresh, get to the top. And I'm gonna scroll until I find something worth chatting about here. Uh, some similarities, no, uh, between Rory. I don't really care to talk about Rory. I mean, I'm glad he did great. Good for him. Um, Riggs is giving away a tailor-made driver. That's cool. Um, let's see. Who else? What we got? Outkicks doing some stuff. Uh, a lot of people retweeting stuff. Oh, yeah, HV3 tracker. Uh, ooh, so the HV3 tracker guy. I understand the decision, but I'm I'm not interested in live and that type of golf. Hopefully, there will be some events to track down the road. Yeah, I mean, I think this dude literally goes to tournaments and just follows HV3 around. So that's that's very um, that that's, could be a tough scene for him. The President's Cup stuff is to, is being talked about everywhere. I, I just I got to be honest, like from a President's Cup standpoint, I didn't care to begin with. I just didn't. I I, I just do not care about the President's Cup. Um. So honestly, it doesn't really change things for me. And I hate that. I hate that. I, I mean, I'll watch it. I'll still watch it probably just to see something different, see some golf, see these guys in a head-to-head uh, you know, match play situation. But I, I just I don't care to begin with. Dexter's asking a question in here. With more and more prominent guys going, do you think this helps Liv's case of getting world golf ranking points? Um, good question. I mean, I, I know there's the, the whole world golf ranking restructuring the, the problem is the the seven. I think it's seven guys on that board that are making those calls and that decision on, um, you know, on uh, how the world golf ranking is structured and who's getting let in and who's not. I, I still ultimately think that those guys are going to try and do everything they can to block these live events from getting world golf ranking points because I I don't think even if they get all these great all these big names a fifty four you know a, a fifty four hole no cut event with 48 players does not really fit a lot of what the world golf ranking currently is structuring their point system to benefit. So I don't think it's going to matter. I think it's still going to come down to decisions in, uh, in, in the court, in the court situation. So I got a Chipotle ad, um, people copying JT's, uh, JT's thing. Uh, all right. So here's the field, Charlie Woods. Thank you, Charlie. Here's the field. And and it's it's definitely I mean right it's looking good and I mean the the guys that they knocked out who cares you know the, uh, unfortunately a lot of them were the J- J- Japanese players which I think they were all hinging on Hideki kind of leading that team and for now there there's no Hideki for now 
that's that's the that's true. What's Smiley Kaufman talking about? Oh, beating the bookie. Beating the bookie always has some uh, some hot takes. Now, beating the bookie is a very guy, very prolific guy. But li- breaking per me, okay. So maybe he's got a. Kevin Kisner has been told he's made the President's Cup. Has told has been told he's made it with how he played the last half of the season. I'm shocked. Definitely way better. Don't care about him being a match play wizard. Very weak. Wow. Okay. So uh, let me just let me just do this real quick. Yeah. What is wrong with my mouse? Okay. If that's true, if Kisner is in fact now being selected for the President's Cup by Captain DL3, I don't think that's a good decision. I just don't. And I love Kiz, man. We Kiz has been a friend of ours since we started this thing. He's been good to us. Uh, and, and me and Pat have for sure banged the Kisner drum hard when it comes to some of these team events in terms of how he's, uh, you know, how, how he's played leading up to those events, his match play record. You know, I mean, looking at the Dell WGC match play every year, it's like it doesn't matter the form the guy comes into seemingly and he, and he shows up and shows out. He's a winner of that event. He's, he's come down to the Final Four, lost in a playoff, or lost to the, in the championship match, I believe, this year to Scheffler. Um, I think that's right. I, Kiss should not be on this. I, I don't understand Kiss. Be, if that is true, if he's been selected as the President's Cup, as one of the captain's picks, based on DL3's affinity for him, affection for him. He's not a Sea Island guy, but he, he's basically a Sea Island guy. Um, I wouldn't do that. Like That's just not what I would do. But also... I don't care about the President's Cup. Just said that two minutes ago. I just I don't I don't really care. But that that's an interesting thing. Like, what do you guys think about about Kiz potentially being selected? Because he's not played well. First year, you know, first year in a little bit. I think he's missed the Tour Championship. Uh, the irons have been wobbly most of the year. The putter has been, uh, you know, uncharacteristically tepid. You know, it's just not been. It's just not going to be great. Um, so I, I don't, I don't love that pick. I don't know. I don't know how the rankings stand currently. Why is my mouse acting weird? Let's see what the uh, President's Cup standings. This is probably going to be very easy to basically say. Oh yeah, I take this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy all over Kiss. That's probably not going to be a hard thing to do based on how they've been playing. So let's see how we're looking here. Standings. Um, okay. So Cantlay, JT, Xander, Finau, Scheffler, Sam Burns are all in for sure. How come this is not? It's not showing me who's after that. I guess they didn't. I guess they've already taken that off the website. Anyway, I don't love it. All right, uh, Alex asks asks a question. Lots of rumors also that Woods and Rory being subpoenaed by Reed's lawyer. Oh my god! Oh my gosh! Is that is that for real? I have not seen that scrolling the Twitterverse. I, I mean. Would it surprise us? No. I mean, dude, can you imagine going against, let's just say Tiger. We can even leave Rory out of this. Can you imagine going against Tiger's money and, and, and like, lawyer team? Can you imagine suing that, that, that person? <laughs> like, P. Reed's attorney must be an absolute just psychopath. Um, good Lord. Okay. Um, all right. Let's see. Oh, so I'm. Um, oh, producer Sam's sending me a tweet to look at. Let's see here. Let's pull this up. Let's share. Let's go back and share some more um, Twitter, 
Twitter screens here. Let's see. Is is this guy a uh, is this guy a a live a live lover? Okay, here we go. All right, I'm gonna share this. I'm gonna share this. Here we go. Um, this is probably terrible. For, this is probably terrible. But you can you can jump off if you don't want to watch. Hank Haney. It's all about the money. Don't listen to anyone tell you it's about growing the game. And then he sends this picture of Rory from three years ago. Hmm. Um, wow. So I don't know. What, what is he trying to say here? I, I don't know. Uh, Hank Haney. Has Hank Haney kind of lost it? I feel like Haney's kind of lost it. What, what do, uh, he's just not been the same. What up, John? All right, let's do more Twitter scrolling. Hot, hot tweet there by beating the bookie. Maybe he's, maybe, you know, I don't know. What, what are people saying about this, by the way? Not sure what Davis, oh, so he's responding to his, uh, Travis Fulton. What do you think? Not this year. Okay. Okay. I beat Dan, I love the, I beat Daniel Rappaport and Kyle Porter to the scoop. Make sure they credit me, please. Oh, I'm sure they're going to do that. Um, Okay. All right. That's enough. That's enough of that. All right. What else is on here? Just scrolling Twitter, seeing what we see, seeing if we see anything interesting. Oh, look. Oh, look at that guy. Huh. Oh, let's, we should quote, tweet, retweet this guy. Let's do this. Nice. That's a good one. All right. Still scrolling. Again, this could be something. This could be nothing. Freaking club pro guy. He's so freaking funny. Prop bets. Okay. Um, uh, there's our boy Joe Joe Butter. He's tweeting something. Um, yeah, this is getting this is getting tough here. Oh, somebody's asking Will Gray. Do you believe the Masters will extend invites to live players? I think the path of least resistance for all the majors will be to not carve out new exemption categories, but also not toss guys. Yes, I completely agree with that. I, I've been thinking about this a lot. I do think that these majors, and I think the Masters is going to end up. That, to me, the Masters has to take, they have to take an all or nothing approach. They have, to, they have to either let everybody in who qualifies under the current standards um, or, or not, or change it. I, it for, one, for like a quick blip on the radar, I had this thought, like maybe they let the past champions play, but they suspend anybody else or they, 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 they for, you know, forbid anybody else to play. They're not going to do that, though. It's going to be an all or nothing thing. And honestly, I think that, I think that, one of two here's what i think is going to happen one of two things and the second one's more likely the first thing that's going to masters is they are going to um let everyone who's currently qualified play live or not and that'll be the end of it the masters is very much about growing the game me and pat talked about this a lot pat pat shared this the masters is very much about growing the game and listen Say what you want to say about Live, but I think that there is a very fair argument that can be made that Live is going to increase eyeballs on the game of golf. I think that's just going to happen um, because they're going to different golf courses, they're going to different parts of the country, different parts of the world. You know, I mean, talking to a couple people that were in Portland, um, you know. Love the fact that there was that there was professional golf there. 
Uh, there are younger people. There are, there are the millennials, you know, or whatever's after them. Is it Gen Z? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't understand. Um, but there are even younger people, college age guys, younger, that I find do not care about uh, a lot of the things that a lot of people that hate live seem to care about. You know, I saw, I saw, this, I saw this a few weeks ago. Dave Tyndall, who's a, a well-known handicapper over in the UK, great guy. Uh, very sharp, good guy. He posted a poll on Twitter, and the poll was like, "How you know? Do you approve of live?" I can't remember exactly how he worded it, but it was like fifty nine percent of people on Twitter were very anti live. And he retweets the results and says, "Like you know, this is telling or something." I can't remember what he said. And I very calmly and respectfully got in there and said, "Dave, you live most of your social media life on Twitter." And a lot of golf people do. A lot of golf, especially golf journalists or, or older golf people, um, if you just pay attention, and, and we've been doing this six, seven years now, like on, all, on Instagram and Twitter primarily, now TikTok, uh, most of the golf journalists, big J journalists or older golf media only, get, only live on Twitter. And Twitter is a different population than Instagram, than TikTok. And so what I told him is I said, Dave, I could see how posting this poll on Twitter gives you some indication of whatever you wanted it to give you. But if you go and look at videos that I've done on Instagram and on TikTok over the last 90 days that have anything to do with Live Golf or the PGA Tour, I challenge you to go on one of those videos that got a ton of engagement, look at the comments, and notice how many of them are very pro-Live and very pro these guys going to do this and don't care about human rights issues or don't care about Greg Norman being a, you know, an egomaniac or don't care about whatever, you know, what, what Phil said or don't care about, you know, how Saudi, how the Saudi regime does things or they care, but they feel like it doesn't, th that these guys are here for golf and that's what they're here to do. I'm just telling you the facts. If you go and look at the comments on our videos, that's what you will find. And so I told Dave, I said, Twitter is a different is a different platform. There are different there's a different demographic on Twitter versus Instagram versus TikTok. And it's different on Instagram and TikTok. It's different on Facebook and TikTok. TikTok. They're all different, right? But I'm just telling you that there are a large population of people who are 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 putting eyeballs on live because they see it as a refreshing way to watch golf because they got bored with the old way of watching golf. And listen, a year ago, you know, if the, if the all the journalists on Twitter, all the big golf golf influencers on Twitter that are are doing nothing but bad mouthing live, a year ago, you know what they were doing? They were bad mouthing the PGA Tour for having the same stale product, the same terrible coverage, the same terrible app. And and I, again, I'm not saying I I agree or disagree with any of this stuff. I'm just telling you what they were doing. So it's not like we don't have complaints uh, around the PGA Tour, right? Like. We all can admit that the PGA Tour has kind of been sitting on it for a minute. It's needed changes. It's needed refreshing. And people have grown bored with the product. They just have. They've grown bored and they've grown frustrated with the product. Now, I'm happy to see that they had this meeting and that Jay Monahan announced a lot of changes last week. I'm very happy to see that. Uh, as a very big PGA Tour fan, I'm happy to see that. But there are people who have either stopped watching golf or never started because of the stale product that they knew they were getting or going to get and are now shifting some eyeballs onto a different looking, very different feeling product, right? It's, it's like 
it, it, it's like it's like barstool, right? Like live is like barstool in in that it's a, it's a party. There's music going everywhere. There's you know freaking the commissioners pouring beers in fans' mouths. I mean, literally that happened at, at, at I think it was at Bedminster. Greg Norman literally over a rail poured a beer in a fan's mouth and was tossing beers out to the crowd. It's it's a it's got a barstool vibe, and for lack of a better comparison, that's just what it has, and it's drawing people who like that, who want that, and so all that rambling to say, big picture, I do think Liv is going to grow interest in the game of golf. Like, how many people are actually going to stop watching golf altogether as a result of Liv? I mean, I don't know if anybody's going to do that. Like, they may pick a side and say, I hate Liv, I hate for what it stands for, I hate about the, I hate who it's backed by, I'm only watching and only supporting the PJ Tour, and I will ride or die with those guys. But those people are still watching golf. They're, they're still in golf. So Liv is going to grow interest and eyeballs in a certain demographic, primarily, that the PGA Tour has either failed to capture or has lost. So say what you want. I think they will grow the game. They may stay in the game as well. And, and I think in the short term especially, they're hurting overall golf you know, professional golf in general, like, because I, it's this, the fragmentation I've been talking about. It's not being able to see HV3, Camp Smith, Joaquin Neiman go play, you know, uh, you know, Neiman go defend his title at the Genesis. That's going to suck. Uh, so don't get me wrong there. Oh, this is an interesting comment. Dexter Pope, thoughts on James Hahn's comments. The PGA revamp only helps the top guys agree or disagree. So I saw this. Let me see if I can pull it up and we can share it. Um, let's see. He, he's been tweeting a lot here, so I don't know if I'll necessarily be able to find it. Um, so James Hahn's been very active with all this lifts. It seems like he's almost like come out of nowhere. But but I, I definitely think he's complaining about um, kind of the rich get richer on the PJ Tour. The 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 middling guys and the bottom end guys are going to struggle. And uh, I just did an interview with uh, Grayson Sig. It hasn't dropped yet, but I just did an interview with Grayson Sig. We'll have that out in a few weeks. And he has questions. You know, I mean, he he said like we talked about it live. So you'll you'll see his you'll see the discussion. But we we talked about like okay. Let's just let's call it sixty players, which is what it's it seemed like Jay Monahan, what No Laying Up was reporting, but then they kind of went back and said, "Hey, you know, the sixty number is arbitrary. It may be eighty, it may be ninety. Um, but you know, Grayson's question is like, how do I get there? How, how do I get into that? Spell that out for me, make it clear. And it does seem like the tour announced that there will be more details and announcements about that coming soon. I think a lot of this stuff they're they're really figuring out as they go. Um, they're being forced to release so many of these changes and make these announcements so quickly um, so that they can save, save players that they may not have it all worked out or fleshed out yet. But I do see how this can be a problem. You know, I do. And now, you know, I saw, I saw this in an email newsletter. I can't remember who does a newsletter, but the median income has gone up. But the median, the median average earnings for a PGA Tour player this year was like $1.3 million or something like that. In the grand scheme of things, in professional sports, it's not a whole lot. Uh, but it's still really good, right? Like, it's still really, really good. I mean, I, I would love to make $1.3 million this year. I won't. So, 
there are some people who get on Twitter and blast James Hahn for complaining about being a professional golfer. Woe is me. And I hate that. This is the guy. This is the guy's job. He has more talent than all of us ever could dream of having in golf, even though he's James Hahn. And this is his job. Good for him. Good for guy. But he can still have an opinion on his industry. And you don't have to blast him for bitching about whatever. Anyway, um, I think it's going to be tough. I, I think the tour is going to have to figure it out and be very creative to allow for a guy like Grayson Sig, maybe next year, hopefully, but to allow for a guy like Cam Young. I mean, Cam Young entered this, this season as a very unknown rookie, very unknown. I did all my Corn Ferry Tour, play, uh, Corn Ferry tour breakdowns um, you know, at the beginning of the year. He wasn't even included. I didn't even put him on there. Like Literally, he could be the 36th guy so there's the top 25, then there's a 25 from the finals. He could be a 25 from the finals guy, and nobody knew about him, and now look at what he's done. So they're, 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 they will have to find a way to, to give new young talent a shot or give guys down at the bottom who may be having a resurgent career a shot. That's less likely, right? Like It's so much less likely that James Hahn specifically rises from the ashes because we know James Hahn. Like, been there, done that. He, he's done He's had his chances for many, many years. Credit to the guy. He's kept his tour card for a long time. But he, we, he's kind of the devil we know, right? Like, versus some young guy that now turns up on the PGA Tour and now could be a real killer. You know, Will Zaltoris wasn't like some hot stud coming out of Corn Ferry Tour. So I definitely think that's going to be an issue. And, and, and I'm very interested to see what the tour does to um, – you know, to, to make that, you know, to make that interesting. What is Marcus saying? Jonathan Wall is talking about there being equipment trucks at live events with the new, with the new batch of signings. But yeah, has, has there been equipment trucks at the live? I was, I, I don't know. That's interesting. Um, I don't even know. Hey, if you have a tweet that you want me to look at, throw the link to the tweet in the chat. That will, that would help. Uh, Okay, let's keep going. Um, oh, I'm on James Hahn world right now. Let's go back here. Uh, okay. All right, let, let's do the, 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 Twitter, the Twitter screen share again. Um, and then we'll, we'll probably wrap this up because it's probably really not any good. I don't know. You guys, you guys tell me. Oh, look at All right, let's do this. Our boy Brian Kirshner, which uh, he, he wants to ignore all the live news. Which outright winner from this season do you regret? Do you regret most not being on? How I would say List or Homa at well, well, we hit both of those. BK, no big deal, no big deal. Um, oh man, who would be the outright winner? God, I, is it bad that I can't even remember who won? I, I, I'm telling you guys, when I talk about how bad my memory is, I hope you guys understand just what I'm. Just what I mean when I say that. Uh, let's see. Mine would probably be oof, loved, loved, loved the Hudson Swafford hit at one fifty to one. Speaking of live, uh, mine, mine might be Sammy B to defending at Valspar. Just seems it just seemed like we should have done that. Sammy B defending at Valspar. Um, that one hurt a little bit. Uh, other than that, I mean, I don't know that I really have. Fitzpatrick, I bet on him a lot and then missed him at the U.S. Open. I hated that, but I did bet on him a ton. 
Hate I didn't see Shez Reeve coming at Barracuda. That really hurts. I hate that I didn't get the Tony Fien- any of the Tony Finau action. That one, that's probably the one that's most painful. Producer Sam hit both of those, the 3M and the Rocket Mortgage. And as, lo- as much as we've been betting Tony Finau over the years, I don't think I've ever hit a, a Finau win, which really hurts my feelings. I hate that one. Really hate that one. Um, okay, let's, let's keep scrolling. Let's keep scrolling here. Th- this account here, by the way, is absolutely killing it. The PGA Tour making people think that uh it's the pga tour is just genius the the amount of people that are going nuts. and he he got me like a year ago when he did this and now he's like kept it going and it's fantastic if you're not following this account you you should it's all fake fake news but it's it's hilarious okay um uh, this is hank talking about james hunt's two-time pga tour winner on the changes there are the little things that irritate the rest of the membership to the point where there's a lot of animosity between the haves and the have-nots. I mean, but I mean, isn't that kind of the way a lot of leagues are run? Like, think about the NFL, right? Like, what? I mean, is there is there animosity between? I mean, quarterbacks, right? Offense. If you want to even zoom out further, dominates the NFL. Absolutely, dominates the NFL. So, like. What, it is what it is. Like if if you're pissed that you're a that that you're a um, I don't know what what's a very I, I don't know if you're if you're pissed pissed that you're a nose tackle, right in the NFL and you don't get paid like quarterbacks do, then I don't know what to tell you, buddy. Like maybe twenty years ago you should have made some different life decisions, and and maybe not eaten as much or you know worked on something else. I don't know. Like it is what it is. You just have to you 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 can. I saw AC in here. Uh, AC said play better. That's probably what he was referencing, like to James Hahn. Play better or I don't know. Like it, it is what it is. Life is about haves and have-nots. That, that's what I don't understand. Like, and that, that may be why, maybe why James gets a little bit of, of hate on Twitter. Maybe, I don't know. Um, but it is, it is haves and have-nots. Like it, it's just not, not everything's equal. It's never going to be equal in anything. It's never going to be equal. Do I, like I said, I want the tour to be able to have a, a great path for a young stud up and comer to get into some of these elevated events and compete against the best to see what he's got. I want that at the same time. This is life. Like there are haves and have nots. So get over it, do something different. I don't know what to tell you. All right. A couple more minutes. Let me see if I can find another interesting, uh, interesting tweet here. Uh, man. You got press conferences tomorrow. So Bubba Watson and Harold Varner tomorrow. Uh, Lahiri. So Bubba's one of HV3's good buddies. Um, so they're probably working on this stuff together. Lahiri, Joaquin Neiman, and Cam Tringali right after that. Cam Smith and Mark Leishman right after that. So that will be must-watch streaming for sure. Um, yeah, it'll be must-watch. I don't know. I might text HV and see, you know, I mean, maybe he'd be willing to come on the show. I don't know. Maybe he would. Maybe he wouldn't. I'm sure he, he his people probably don't want him to, but who knows? Um, okay, Joe. What's up, Joe? Why didn't Cam Smith just wait until after the President's Cup to sign with Lyft? That's another thing I don't understand. I don't see enough people talking about that on Twitter. Do, do people not think that people, guys, some of these guys are going to dip after, after the President's Cup? Like, I feel like, I feel like that could be another deal. I mean, Hideki, Sungjae, Tom Kim, Mito. I mean, I saw that. Some people were talking about Mito not, not jumping yet. Well, Mito's not had a chance to play in a team event yet, in a President's Cup event yet, where I think, I, I know Cam Smith has. I know Mark Leachman has. I'm pretty sure Joaquin Neiman played in the last President's Cup, I think. I could be wrong. But 
you know, Mito may want to do that. And what's he really going to miss? He's going to miss one event at Lyft. He's going to miss Boston this week if he waits until the President's Cup is over. Like, I don't know what, I don't, I think people will, I think people are, go, I think there, there will be another wave. I saw some people on Twitter talking about how this is probably the last big wave of the year. I think there might, there could be another wave after the President's Cup. Or once, like, the President's Cup teams are finalized and chosen and the guys that didn't get picked could dip. So, like, right now on the President's Cup team, that could be, hell, it could be anybody. It could be Hideki. It could be Sungjae. It could be Tom, Tom Kim. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. Um, Corey Connors. Have we had any Canadians go over there yet? I don't think we've had any Canadians. Maybe not. AC, let me know. Um, it could be Adam Scott. I don't know why Adam Scott would care to play in the President's Cup this year. He's played in so many. I don't know why he would care, and he just wouldn't bail, but maybe he's, maybe he's not. Uh, KH Lee. Um, and then after that, so, so in terms of possible other picks, it could be KH. Uh, Eric Van Ruyen is up there, but he's not going to play. He's, he's injured. Sebastian Munoz, another Canadian. Adam Hadwin right there. Also, Mackenzie Hughes. Lahiri's 15th on the list. He probably decided he wasn't getting in. Leishman's 17th on the list, so, that, so they went ahead and bailed. Um, so, I mean, I, I could see, I could for sure see these guys jumping after the President's Cup, and I don't understand why other people don't see it the same way. But that's just me. AC. James Hahn wants an effing participation medal. Yeah, apparently he does. He, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think we're going to see another jump after the President's Cup, and then that could be, that could be it for a minute. I don't know, but uh, so far, you know, I'm I'm happy that Cam Young didn't jump. I'm happy that Hideki Matsuyama didn't jump. But you know, hey, I'm gonna watch the live event this week. Like, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it. I'm I might even gamble on it. I may even do a show about it. You could you could see me on here tomorrow. We could be talking about live live odds. And I've said this before. I'll say it again right here at the end. And I quit my job March 1st to cover professional golf as it relates to pr- primarily betting and, and DFS. And as long as operators, DFS companies are going to throw up odds and people are going to bet on this stuff, then we're going to talk about it. That's, that's the decision we're, we're, we're making. So um, listen, it's, it's not, it, doesn't, it doesn't impact live at all if we do or do not talk about their content. Um, but if, people, if you can place a bet on it, you know, DraftKings and, DraftKings and FanDuel and all these companies that have relationships with the PGA Tour, they're, they're all offering odds for live events. So you know, if you can do that, then tour junkies will be covering it. To what extent? I don't know. Probably not the same extent as the PGA Tour because I don't like betting and playing DFS as much in a 48-man field, three-round, no-cut tournament. I don't like it as much. I, I'm, more, I'm, I'm more interested in the betting side of it, but we'll cover it. We will. Now, will I cover it this week for sure? I don't know. Um, it depends on how today goes. Uh, we have, I have an interview tomorrow. We got a bunch of player interviews dropping here in the next uh, few weeks, and um, and then I got to get ready for Golby's Cup. So I got a lot to do for Golby's Cup to have that that event be a massive success. So I, I may continue to enjoy this brief timeout in the PJ Tour season to do some of those behind the scenes things, not in front of a, a camera on YouTube. But yeah, uh, nobody's watching. Live. Wait till you see the numbers. Yes, I mean I, I I've seen some of that. Mark, I completely get it. There are some eyeballs on Lyft, um, and I think obviously getting players like Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, HV3, it ups a little bit of that that watch factor. Um, I think I don't know. I I think 
actually I think their numbers are going to go up and not down. Now, were their numbers really high? We, you know, the first tournament, maybe the second. Yeah, because it's obviously like kind of the curiosity factor. But I, I do think as you, I mean, t- think about the six players that they think about the six players that they kicked out, right? That they got bumped out of the Boston event, and the six players they added. You know, in a forty-eight man field event, losing six guys that nobody cares about. And gaining six guys that at least people are very familiar with, you know, Cameron Tringali, I guess, or, well, they're not very, no, they're not. Take that back. People are familiar with Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, and HV3. If you're a golf fan, if you're someone who watches golf, who would watch golf anyway, because like, here's the deal, Mark, a lot of people don't watch golf anyway. I mean, I talk to a lot of people all the time. They talk, you know, what do you do for a living? And now I'm telling them what I'm doing. I talk to a lot of people and they're like, man, I mean, I, you know, I, I like to watch the majors and, and I love playing golf, I play golf every week. I watch the majors. I watch a little bit on Sundays maybe to take a nap, and that's it. I mean, it's not like a lot of people are watching golf anyway. I don't really know, you know, if, if, the, if, if they land a TV deal, which I think they will. I think they will get a TV deal. If they get a TV deal, and, and it's more easily accessible to the mainstream golf watcher who is actually much older, you know, in, in age, right? And they're not going to log on to YouTube and watch anything. Um, you know, I think if they land the TV deal, they obviously are going to continue to land more and more well-known players. People, the, the trajectory is only going up. Is it going to be as much as a PJ Tour? I don't think so. Um, but honestly, like if you're if you're if you're objective about it, their coverage is actually not bad, considering what they're working with. I mean, the very first live golf event that we all watched in London. Think about. Think about how good that thing was to have never done it before. Y'all, it was really good. I mean, okay, f- outside of all this, this live stuff, you know, no laying up, made a name for themselves partially by pissing on the PJ Tour's coverage week in and week out. They, they, have the, they have the coverage segment. It's hilarious. It cracks me up every time. I love it. But as long as the PJ Tour's been doing it, if you were objective and you compared the PGA Tour's round one coverage to Liv's very first event in London's coverage, it is not that much different other than the names you didn't know and their crappy leaderboard. They had, their leaderboard situation was bad. Um, but other than that, I mean, from, from a camera quality, from, you know, now there's, I've seen some clips. There's some weird tracking issues where it looked like an intern was holding the camera or whatever. But, I mean, it's not that much different. You know, when you compare it to what we were watching during COVID at the Outlaw Tour, right, who'd never done it before, and they had a guy with a couple guys on the, you know, when you have all that money, you can, you can scale quickly. And they're continuing to scale very, very quickly. So as they continue to scale in their ability to provide coverage, as they continue to eliminate players that nobody knows or cares about because they add players that people are at least familiar with and some do care about, the trajectory is only going up. And then if you add a TV deal to that, which I think they will get, then it's to the moon potentially. And when I say to the moon, I only mean like comparable to the PGA Tour, which is not to the moon. Like NFL is to the moon, PGA Tour is not, nor will it ever be. But it just is. I, I, I don't, I disagree, Mark. I think people are, are watching it and, and will watch it. All right, any other, let's see, any other takes? Live golf. Golf will end up like bowling. That's funny. Correct. See, this is what I'm saying. AC is right. Majority of golf's audience is not launching YouTube. That's, that's 100% right. And that's the majority of the people that watch the PGA Tour as well. Like, 
the, the gambling DFS community, we're such a small microcosm of this thing. And sometimes when that's all you follow on Twitter, that's all you're around on Twitter, that's all you think there. But there's a reason a golf channel still exists. Like, I never watch the freaking golf channel unless I'm watching coverage of something. But you know who does watch the golf channel? Old men who also still watch a lot of golf on Sundays and Saturdays. And that's who's watching this. And they're not opening up YouTube. They're just not. So I, I do think that, uh, that if Liv did not get, um, you know, d- does not get a TV deal, then they're going to struggle. But I think they will get a TV deal. AC, and if you think the PGA Tour announcers are bad, Liv are a thousand times worse. Yeah. So I, I, have, I have heard some of the Liv announcers. It, it's tough. It's not good. Uh, is it Jerry Foltz? Is that who it is? Is it Jerry Foltz? He's, he's not great. There was a girl on there one time that was really not great. You could tell people were literally like feeding her lines in her earpiece. It was not going well. But again, it, 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 it's not like the bar is super high here, right? Like how many times are we going to have to listen to Paul Azinger tell us what a great putter Corey Connors is, right? Everybody pissed and moaned about Nick Faldo for forever. I think Mark Immelman or Trevor, tre- sorry, Trevor Immelman is much, is going to be much better than, than Nick Faldo. But also like, here, here's what Liv could do. If I, if, if I were in charge of this decision, I talked about the Liv Barstool comparison, right? That it feels like Barstool versus like ESPN media in, in terms of how they cover the event, commissioners pouring beer down the throats of their patrons at a Barstool slash Liv event versus an ESPN slash PGA Tour event. And that's just a, a comparison. If I were in charge of this decision, I'm getting announcers that are going to be part of the experience and, the, and, and part of the entertainment. And, and there are going to be some people that won't like that. They're just going to want their announcers to say the bare minimum and, and let the golf do the talk, which I get. But I think this is why they went after Charles Barkley. I think this is why they, they're going after people like him because I think that's why they went after David Faraday and they want to take the chains off of David Faraday because they're going to press into, let's go, it goes right back to Barstool. And, and say what you want about Barstool, but they're wildly successful. And a lot of people hate them. People either hate them or people love them. And that's what Liv's going to do. So Liv is going to either give you a David Faraday and a Charles Barkley and a insert other possibly controversial but funny or entertaining person that is kind of polarizing, insert them into the broadcast, and they may have a, a Jerry Foltz here to kind of bring some sort of levity to the situation. But that if, if I was them, I'm pressing into that, and I'm going to continue to chase after someone who is going to be a little polarizing but entertaining while watching this broadcast. Whereas the PJ Tour is going to deliver you Trevor Immelman. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not saying either, I'm not saying, you know, that either are bad. I'm just saying you're going to, you're going to draw different crowd. Different people are going to want, you know, again, they're going to want their old head media retired golf guy to give them the very vanilla coverage, or they're going to want to go over here to barstool version and get hot takes and hot mics and funny commentary and you know maybe one you know so about a guy that talks too much but when he opens his mouth yeah i think one of those things is going to happen so uh anyway that's another another rant let's see if there's anything else uh, dan hogan to me it's it's just not entertaining on live they have a long way to go to make a watchable product yeah i mean i don't think they have as long to go as you think i just don't and and some of the benefits to live, and I, and I guess I feel I feel like on this I'm I'm very much being a live apologist, and that's not what I am. I'm really not. Um, 
Pat is for sure not a Liv apologist. Pat hates Liv, by the way. But I, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. And what I'm seeing come out of Liv is their ability to move quickly and adjust quickly. They're like the Barry Sanders of golf right now. And some of you probably don't even know who that is. But like they, they can stop on a dime and move things. And money does that, I guess. Um, power does that, right? But the fact that they have already brought what their plans were for net for the 2023-2024 season, the fact that they've already moved that up to now 2023 shows their ability to be nimble. But I think their ability to be nimble is what would make someone bullish on the fact that they actually don't have a long way to go. Um, first of all, here's one thing I do like. I like the five-hour deal. I, I like that it's five hours and it's over that it's not an all-day affair. I, I think that's interesting. At first, I thought I was going to hate the shotgun start thing. I thought I was going to hate it. But I, I, I don't hate it. I hate it on, on the last day. I don't hate it on the first two days. I don't. I think it's a great idea. Honestly, now, now looking back on it, I think it's a good idea. It, it, it's, it's constant action, constant coverage, um, and it's five hours and you're done. I don't. I think that actually makes it more watchable for a lot of people. I don't like that Sunday the the winning team could be on number four and it's a benign par three. I don't love that. But um, but you know what? I also wouldn't put it past them to adjust that and change things and maybe have the final round not on, uh, not not a shotgun start. So I think it could get entertaining, is what I'm saying. It's not super entertaining right now. I'll give you that for sure. Um. Uh, Fox will give him a TV deal. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I know we've heard that. Max talking about HV3. Yep, I know, man. We talked about him in the beginning. I get it. Um, oh, this is interesting. I haven't seen this take. Joe, Joe, are they going to fire Greg Norman to normalize live golf? Seems like a lot of pushback against the Norman. Is against Norman personally. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, no, I, I've, I think there's no way they, they let Greg Norman go anytime soon. No, there's zero chance. Greg Norman is, I think, the glue holding it together. And when you have a guy as motivated as Greg Norman is to win against the PGA Tour, then if he pisses off people or he polarizes people personally, you don't care because the, the cost outweighs the uh, – or the benefit the, – the, the benefit is better than the cost, that, you know, the, the, the possible, uh, you know, people that he pisses off or offends. Greg Norman wants nothing more than to win against the PGA Tour. And when you have that kind of motivation in, in your guy that's leading the charge, I don't think they do one. I, I don't think there's any chance they want to do that anytime soon. Um, I just don't. The leaderboard is bad. Dan, so Dan's commenting probably on my stuff. The leaderboard is bad. The team concept is bad. The shotgun start takes away all the Sunday drama. And something simple like putting how far the players from the whole basic stuff. Yeah, 100% agree. Leaderboard has been bad. They got to they got to they got to upgrade the leaderboard. They got to do things better. The team concept I think is going to improve drastically next season because when these teams are locked in and um and they're potentially owned by an owner or a sponsor or something like that and these teams are more locked in and more stable probably with alternates I would imagine who may or may not get in every event. I think it will actually become more interesting. And I poo-pooed on the team thing early as well in terms of like how much are these guys really going to care? 
But I think there's an element of care there. I don't think it's a lot in terms of the players, but I think there's there's more than I thought there was. So I actually think the team concept is has a lot of promise. Uh, the shotgun star takes away all the Sunday drama. Completely agree. That's what I said. Like I think the shotgun star should be done away with on Sunday. Put okay, but this basic stuff like improving the leaderboard, how far the player is from the hole. Let's let's call it shot tracker. I don't know how that's going to work because ShotLink ShotLink is exclusive with the PGA Tour. It may even be owned by the PGA Tour. Maybe not. It's a CDW product. Maybe not. But there may be some exclusive situation. There could be a patent situation there. Not having like ShotLink-esque data is going to suck for the diehards like us. But again, for your dad who watches on Sunday regularly, he doesn't care necessarily. Uh, that it's perfect or, or highly accurate or to the yard or on an app. Uh, but again, I also think that all these little things can improve quickly when you have that much money and you have that much time between events. Who knows? You could turn on round one this week in Boston and find a much better product than you have seen, than you saw even at the last event. That's, what's, that, that's what you have to pay attention to. Pay attention to how the experience, to how the broadcast, and the other elements, pay attention to how those change from one event to the next. That's important because that's showing you the speed at which they can adjust and at which they can be nimble. And that's what I think is, is something to look out for. Um, yes, Mark, I agree with this, Marcus. You have to give these things time to grow. You do. So like, Coming out and hammering the product that, of Live versus the PJ Tour, I understand. I do. I understand. I've hammered parts of it. I, di- I did. But you do have to remember this is, a, this is a startup. This is literally a startup. Like if somebody came out with a, a competitor to Uber right now, like and they launched it today, I, I know Lyft is an example, but if somebody came out with another one of those, like, you know, it, there, there would be so many things you would look at and be like, this is terrible. They don't have this, they don't have this, they don't have this, they don't have this. But in a month, they could have it. It, 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 could, it could easily happen. Um, Rome wasn't but Yeah, Joanne says Rome wasn't built in a day. Just wait and see how good that they, yeah, I mean, endless money. That, that's, what it could, that's what it could do. Everyone tunes in Sundays to see the drama, drama shotgun. Yeah, agree. Okay, David says, Neiman is the first name I will genuinely miss. Such a future ahead of him throwing it away for one paycheck. And, I mean, I hate seeing Neiman go, for sure. I hate Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, and HV3 really suck. Like, they really suck to me um, to see go. So I, I'm with you, man. And, and Neiman is young. But, you know, I think if I were, if I were laying odds right now, if I, were the, if, I, if I were the bookmaker right now, and you asked me to put together one of uh, a few options as to what's going to happen when this whole thing closes out and you know finishes out i think in the next five years or less three years um i think somehow there's going to be a way that all these things are going to have to work together and every tour pro that we've interviewed i've asked that question how does this come out where everyone feels like there's some sort of a victory and uh including the fans and they all agree that it's it's with some sort of situation where these two tours are working together and the more Liv takes these high-profile names, the more incentivized the PGA Tour is going to have to be to relinquish a little bit and work with Liv. And 
Jay and Norman have to work together. It seems like that would be really hard to do based on the, the animosity that seems to be there between those two men specifically. But I'm just saying, I, I, think, that's, I think that's what it is. Um, what? what? Can, can you show your hair? Yes. I mean, I have hat head. This is, this is strange. Are you checking for, uh, like, I mean, I'd, I'll be 39 this year. I'm getting a little salt, salt in the pepper and it may be thinning a touch, but I don't, I don't know. Yep, Brian, this is right. The best case scenario for the fans at this point has to be that these two tours work together. It just, it just is. Um, John, Goodwill John, the product is terrible because the inventory, a.k.a. the player pool, is a bunch of buttholes I rooted against anyway. But see, John, I argue that, buddy, because, like, I hate Bryson DeChambeau. You guys know, I can't stand him. I don't like him personally. I probably shouldn't say He's probably, there's probably some redeeming qualities to Bryson. But from what I can see of him in the public arena, I can't find very many. Um, you know, behind closed doors, off camera, are there redeeming qualities? I'm sure there are. There are in everyone. But I can't stand Bryce. Like, he gets under my skin. Patrick Reed is a very polarizing guy. Sports needs characters like this. They just do. So I think that the, the product has been, has diminished on the PGA Tour because you don't have Patrick Reed and because you don't have Bryson DeChambeau. I think those two primarily are the two that I think hurts the most in terms of the product. I think Cam Smith does hurt the product. People like Cam Smith. A lot of people like Cam Smith. They like the way he plays. They like the way that he he kind of he's his own guy. Um, I, I think it I think it hurts. I do. At the end of the day, outside of the betting DFS community, there's probably a lot of people that don't care about Joaquin Neiman. Uh, there's probably a lot of people that don't care about him. So I don't think he does a lot. HV3, I think actually, if you step back and look at the whole the the big picture of the PGA Tour, losing HV3 is a massive loss. He's, he's the most, I mean, he's the most relevant in terms of on-course play right now, African-American on the PGA Tour. I mean, Tiger Woods is obviously numero uno. But HV3 is, is, is a relatable, fun-loving, family guy um, that, that, you know, I'm sure a lot of, young African-American golfers around this country look up to and want to be like. He's got to deal with MJ. Like, and that's good for the PGA Tour product. That's good for the PGA Tour product. So I, I think he is actually a bigger loss from a, a big picture grand scheme of things on the PGA Tour than a lot of people are, are maybe mentioning on Twitter. Uh, but I mean, I, I think the product is, is less and less terrible based on, what, on your, your evaluation there, John. Uh, da, 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 da. yeah, get rid of the, pre get rid of the president. This, this is the hottest take going around Twitter right now, but this is something we've talked about for months now. Brian, get rid of the watered down president's cup, do a PGA tour lift. I mean, would it just not be the greatest thing ever? It would be freaking electric, but it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. At least not anytime soon. At least not anytime soon. But dang it. It would be awesome if it, if it did. Um. Colt Nose is the next to go. <laughs> no way. Colt is, is all in. Um, uh, let's see. Let's, let's go, Brandon. Are the live guys going to be banned from the majors now? 
No, I don't think they are. I just don't think they are. Um, because as these big names continue to move, you know, Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, two guys who, you know, one guy who's got a major, another guy who's contended in tough events and you feel like has the chops to win a major, you know, and, and possibly more to come. It, it's like, I don't think they are. I, I think they're going to say, you know, this is going to, this golf term is going to be, ref, going to be a reflection of the best players in the world competing against each other. That's what we want it to be as a product. Therefore, we're going to let these guys play. Now, as the world golf ranking situation works out and, and it, maybe it continues to hurt guys that play live events, as that continues to happen, does that make those guys look like less and less of the best golfers in the world, therefore start ruling them out in, in, in major championships? Maybe, but that, that's going to take a lot of time or some time. But in the near future, I don't think that's going to happen. Maybe I could see it happening with the Open Championship in terms of the RNA with you know, their decisions to do some things uh, you know, alongside Jay Monahan and, and the Strategic Alliance and all that, like maybe. But I don't think the USGA or the PGA or the Masters is going to suspend these guys. Um, uh, da, da, da. Let's see. I, I'm only doing this because we, we're gaining live viewers. So, um, HV3. Uh, watch out. Oof. Now, that, I haven't even, this hadn't even crossed my mind. Watch out that MJ gets involved with Liv because of HV3. Man, I mean, I've never, I haven't even thought about that. Like MJ being involved in Liv would be interesting. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> we'll end on this. Adam Schefter just reported the golf smiley ace headed to Liv. <laughs> uh, listen, the last person in the golf media community to head to Liv would be Pat. He's not a live guy whatsoever. So uh, just not happening. Um, but it doesn't mean I won't be doing live, live golf content in terms of, you know, betting content, DFS content. Oh, so, so another David here says, MJ said no chance HV3 keeps his Jordan contract if he went. Zero chance he endorses live. Did he say that? Do we know that, that he said that? I've never heard that. Um. Huh. Okay, Eric is asking a question that apparently I've missed or skipped over. Uh, I don't see it, Eric. Where's the question? Pretty much the same comparison to WWF, WWE. What do the letters live stand for? Don't they stand for 54? As in 54 holes? Is that what, isn't that what it is? You said, I guess I need to Google because you don't want to answer publicly. I don't know what the I I've missed the question. I'm sorry, I can't. I haven't seen all the comments. Um... What do you think the PJ Tour did to the DP World Tour, aka European Tour? They took all their good players to play for more money, and the DP Tour is now a AAA Tour. I mean, Brian, that's that's not a bad take. I mean, it kind of is. The, the the PGA Tour, in in a lot of ways, was was obviously competition in the DP World Tour, and a lot of those guys wanted to make more money. More eyeballs were on it, so they came over there. You know, at the end of the day, it's about eyeballs, right? Like the more eyeballs you can get on your product. And that's why, that's why people were frustrated with the lack of investment in the product that the PJ Tour made over the last few years up until now because it is all about eyeballs. That's how you make more money. 
if we want to be a better show and make more money and hire more people and do more cool content, we have to get more eyeballs because the eyeballs is how we make money. We can tell sponsors, these are the amount of eyeballs. These are the demographics of those eyeballs that they're interested in that then they want to pay us money. If I have 100 eyeballs on my show, I'm not making any money. So to you got to draw the eyeballs. And if the PGA Tour was the one doing that over the DP World Tour, which they were because they had the more talented players and they had a better product, that's why they got them. Here we go. But if, if Liv starts to improve the product and Liv starts to improve the inventory, to use Goodwill John's terms, um, then that's a problem for the PGA Tour, obviously. But uh, the DP World Tour does kind of feel like a AAA situation at this point. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that, Brian. That's, that's a good take. Um, hey, yep. All right. Hit the like button. That'd be cool. I just did this off the top. You know, I, I don't know. I just uh, thank you guys for, for being nice here. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button, if you will. We've got some player interviews dropping over the next couple of weeks. We've got off here. We'll be obviously covering the first event back for the PGA Tour season. I think the Fortinet uh, and, and possibly a live betting show for tomorrow, depending on obviously, uh, you know, obviously how, how, uh, how much research I can get in. Hit the like button, please. Yes. This show's great. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like button. Yes, please. Um, thank you. Thank you, Eric. Hit the like button. Let's have a great week. See ya.